Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. How dare you make me run around in my bunny outfit and then not get any photos of me jumping? How dare you? Hey there, and welcome to the very first episode of Xbox Game Passengers. This is the show where each episode will break down and we'll chat about one game available on Microsoft's Game Pass service, which was chosen for us completely at random. Whether it's a magical or a horrible experience, we'll force ourselves through it and share our thoughts. Uh, I'm your host, Derek, and this week I'm joined with Michaela. How are you doing? Good. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is our very first episode, and I'm very excited to be here. Um, long time no talk, Geekscape.net listeners. For those that don't know, uh, Game Pass is kind of like a Netflix for video games. Uh, Not in that you're streaming content, but in that you pay one low monthly fee uh, and you get unlimited access to, it's over 100 titles at this point. Uh, There's new titles that are added every month, and one of the really cool parts of it is that uh, as of last year, any Microsoft published titles, so things like Sea of Thieves and things like Crackdown 2 and things like uh, Forza Horizon 4, the day that those games come out uh, for purchase, which in Canada here is about $80 each, uh, they also hit Game Pass service, and you can play as much of it as you want, uh, just as long as you're a subscriber there. So, we, you know, this show's not affiliated with the service in any way. Uh, I'm just a really big fan of it, and I really love the experiences that I never would have had without it, because a lot of games, you know, games like Forza Horizon 4, I would probably never buy, like, aside from Mario Kart and a couple of others. I don't know that I've ever purchased a racing game, but I've spent 20 or 30 hours in that game and have had so much fun with it. So um, kind of the idea around this podcast getting started was to... Um, you know, like I can choose a game that I might not have purchased, but this game kind of takes that control. Sorry, this show kind of takes that control away and just forces us into um, something that we might never even think about otherwise. And I'm hoping that along the way we'll have some amazing adventures and I'm sure we'll play some real shit as well. So um, this week, uh, I'm not quite sure what side of the coin it lands on, but uh, this week randomly selected for us was Disneyland Adventures. Um, Disneyland Adventures is a Microsoft published game that came out back in 2017. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what, uh, what, uh, they marketed the game as? Sure. I'm just going to read it right off of the website here. Uh, Disneyland Adventures allows fans of all ages to explore Disneyland Park 
Enjoy adventures based on 18 popular attractions, engage in 100 challenging quests, and interact with 35 beloved characters. Disneyland Adventures is your ticket to the magical world of Disneyland right in your living room. Why don't you tell us about your experience playing it, Derek? Uh, don't mind if I do. Um, uh, it's I don't know how to get started with this. Like I feel like this game. Well, and and looking back a little bit on this game, one thing I didn't realize as I was playing it. Actually, one of the first things I noticed as I was playing it is that when after the start screen, you choose what kind of controller layout you want. Like you can use a controller or you can use Xbox Connect. And I thought that was really weird because this game came out in you know late 2017 and the xbox connect was abandoned years before that i um, thought the xbox connect was part of xbox for life it's Isn't not just a switch that they can turn off you know, yeah until... it's part of it <laughs> but uh i thought that was really weird and uh looking into it a little bit uh disneyland adventures for xbox one was actually a remaster of Disneyland Adventures for the Xbox 360, which is actually a game that came out in 2011. Hold on uh, one sec. This game was from 2011? Yeah, but redone. What does that even mean? So, like, they launched it with the Xbox One X, and so it was one of the kind of first games that they had. You mean with the Xbox 360? No, they relaunched it with the Xbox One X. So they added 4K and HDR and redid a bunch of stuff. And I believe, just based on my reading, in the previous iteration of the game, you could only use the Kinect. And they added a controller option as well. Uh, And the game also came out on PC at the same time as the Xbox One. So PC players could get in on that action as well. Interesting. Um, So I thought that was super weird because, um, you know, who has had, you know, late 2017, who's had a Kinect in the last three years? Absolutely nobody. Why is that an option? It's because it was a remake or a remaster of a bit of an older game, um, which explains a lot of things, I think. It totally does. <laughs> I thought it was a new game, and I was very confused about some stuff, but that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's interesting because there was a there's a interview on Xbox Wire with one of the the heads of the game, and just talking about how they wanted to bring this this adventure and and the entire Disneyland park. Uh, which they were very proud of, into like this 4K and HDR world. Um, so it was interesting that even in the opening scene, that you were seeing like weird pop in and weird artifacts and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> it was it was pretty clear early on what kind of uh, adventures I was in for. Um, were they the glitchy kind? Oh yeah, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was the that was the joke. Oh oh. Uh, that's um, funny. That's one of my first notes that I made about it. I was mm-hmm. like, why am I two seconds into this game and it's glitching already? Yeah, like it's and it's like weird stuff too. Like you're you're in a cutscene, the character's like I don't know if it was the same with yours, but my character's hair just kept disappearing. Um, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden like and it was kind of flickering in and out, but it was like all of a sudden he's like a, can- a cancer patient or something like that. And uh it kind of fit with like the story for the game is really weird. Like you are probably a seven or an eight year old kid and you're alone at Disneyland with no parents running around and none of the, there's no staff really. There's like three staff members and all they want to do is tell you about when the rides opened up. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm wandering around and I'm like, why is Disneyland has never been so sparsely populated. Like there's no people there. There's like the same family that you see over and over and over again um theory is that it was like make a wish day or something like that um and that and you got a wish because your parents were dead and so you're there by yourself 
I that far I didn't get, but mm-hmm. you know, you only see like a few families there, and there's like a kid in a wheelchair, which I thought was great that they included that. Um, but like, there's nobody there. There's like, like when I think of Disneyland, I think of like something like Comic Con, where it's like shoulder to shoulder, and it's hard to get around, and it's like, oh, you want to go do like like splash fucking mountain or something like that. And you got to wait three hours for it, but you can just walk up to whatever you want to do and do it. And nothing seems to really cost money except you can buy clothes and stuff like that. And somehow you, you just find money on the ground and can go buy clothes with it. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you're on the, all these rides that you're probably not tall enough for. Uh, it just like, it doesn't, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And the only solution, the only explanation I could come up with is that it's make a wish day, uh, it doesn't matter if you're tall enough or not because you don't have a lot of time left. I mean, um, that does add up with your hair disappearing because <laughs> right? if kids have cancer, sometimes you're just their mid wish treatment. is to go. You're just mid-treatment yeah. and your hair just falls out when you're on the Matterhorn. Uh, <laughs> uh, it seems like the goal, at least early on in this game, like it, it has you, you meet characters. The first character you're introduced to, obviously, is Mickey Mouse, and he it gets really weird right away, like... Did you feel like he was hitting on you? I felt like he was hitting on me, and it was super weird. No, I, I, I didn't feel it. Oh. <laughs> um, but he very quickly like asks you to get like an autograph for somebody, um, or some somebody's Goofy's autograph or somebody's autograph. Um, in some moments, I actually thought like, for instance, meeting the characters, a lot of kind of charming moments. I thought hmm. at that point, like at this point, I was like, this is a piece of shit. And I regret wanting to start this podcast because I got to play these shitty games instead of the great game that I just paid $80 for. Um, But like the voice acting and stuff like that, I thought was really, really good. And I was like, is that just Mickey Mouse's voice actor? And then like, like they all just sounded like either they sound or like I remember them sounding. Um, So I don't know how accurate that is. But, um, you know, you're you essentially you run around the park and get quests. The quest system is horrible, though. Like, it's like, it'll be, Mickey Mouse is like, oh, go get me this person's autograph. And then literally there's just a glowing line that takes you there. Like, you don't have to, there's no challenge. You don't have to explore or anything. You just walk to the dude, talk to the dude. There's like a, and then you get like a few options. Like, there's like a dedicated hug button. Like, you can just go and hug people. And I thought that was weird. Um, Like, a dedicated dance button. There's a high five button. Mm Mm-hmm. And you get like, oh, and it just starts hand like handing out achievement points. Like I loved the fact that it led me to where I needed to like those parts I didn't have to think about anything. I was like, do 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 do. Oh, okay. But that was what do you mean those parts? Those are almost all the parts. Like when it's like yeah, and it's like, oh, go you know, the Mad Hatter needs to find some teapots or something like that. Go find the teapots. And it's not about it's not about finding the teapots. You just literally walk the line that it's giving you to get to each teapot like it's not like why couldn't it be like oh go you know there's three teapots hidden in fantasy land like go and find them and then you gotta go to fantasy land and then you actually need to explore from there because it's too confusing i could not find my way around fantasy land at all i'm pretty sure fantasy land is the only place i've explored for the like six hours that i've played and i could not tell you where anything is located in fantasy you didn't make land. it to frontier land no it's great that's fine because there's nothing to do there <laughs> There's nothing to do anywhere. Yeah. You just follow the gold line. You basically... I got confused by the gold line. Even just now. I put how many hours into it? And I was playing it just before you got home. And I was like, "What? there's a fence. And the gold line is leading me to the fence. And there is a sewing thing behind the fence that I need to get. What do I do? And it took me like five tries to get it. Five hours later, you finally got it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's... I. 
Can I? Can, yeah. Is it please. okay if we just back and forth here? Yeah. Is that, I would. I I've like... been the fourth. Please take some back. Yeah. Go for it. So I also was like, okay, can I just like walk you through me starting to play the game? Yeah. I like open it up, did the connector controller or whatever. I didn't notice anything about that. You chose connect even though we don't have one and then the game just didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And then I just stood stood there there dancing. (laughs) As it's like loading, it plays the, um, like, you know, that magical Disney movie is about to start music. And I got the like tension in my belly, excited feeling about, that I would have when I was a kid when like Bambi was about to start or the little mermaid or like some new magical, awesome Disney movie was about to come on and you're just like ready to go and you've made yourself some popcorn and like your night is set. I got I your that expectations feeling. were a little bit too high, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that anticipation. It was great. Anyways, the game very soon disappointed on that front, but, um, and then I went up to Mickey after I figured out what was going on. My eye glitched out a few times and I was like, okay, I don't understand. But It was eye cancer. It probably. <laughs> We're horrible people. Um, but what I didn't understand is why is Mickey not grouping his requests? <laughs> He's like, okay, go to Donald and get this Because you're a small child and you haven't made multitasking abilities yet. Like, that's ridiculous. Give me four things that I have to do with the same person at one time. Don't give me, okay, come back now. Go back to Donald. Okay, come back and now go back to Goofy who's standing right beside Donald. Oh, some of them. Some of it was like, go see this person. And it was literally four steps. Yeah. And you would talk, yeah. And then, see, I didn't mind that. So I don't know if maybe like I, I like that it's all close together so that it doesn't take any time. But why? What's even like if if the whole thing is you're talking to a character who's telling you to go talk to another character, and then a line literally walks you there? Why doesn't it just play for you? Like why? There's literally nothing you have to do except it walk and pl- press a button. So that Which was my like, confusion. Is I was I started playing this game, and then I was like, wait, is this a game for children? And it is. I think it really is. But But does that mean, you know, some could say Pokemon is a game for children. Right? So, like, it almost feels like... It's not. It's for adults, but, you know... Pokemon? It's for everybody. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to say Disneyland Adventures was for adults, and I was concerned. I feel like there should be... Didn't you get to the 18-plus land? No. Is there one? I'll go there first. I thought that there should be like an option to turn off some of the things so that it's more adults challenging um, because, you know, like in mm-hmm. some ways I really enjoyed the handholding because I'm not an expert gamer like some, mm-hmm. um, but in other ways it felt really limiting. Like I, I made notes while I was playing and like I have multiple notes being like, I don't understand why I can't do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because it's hand holding me, but then I feel like I'm being limited and I don't, and it's not telling me that it's hand holding me probably because if I was a small child, it wouldn't want me to feel incompetent and like, I couldn't just play the game by myself. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I, I just, I get, I feel like it, it hand holds you more than like, like what are the popular games you see kids playing? Well, it's pretty much only Fortnite. Which doesn't hold your hand. Not at all. Fortnite is a like challenging adult game. If you can, game. if you can figure out, you know where you, you know how to get to retail row, 
and you know spooky spines or whatever the other places are like is why in Fortnite? no i don't think i think i made that up um but why like why can't you and the, that Fortnite map seems like it's probably much larger than this Disneyland map also why is everything closed like every i want a churro can't get a churro no give me some popcorn can't get any popcorn like literally they why do they render why do they put in the food carts and the restaurants if you cannot because they're making it feel like being at actual disneyland like but that makes it feel less like disneyland no because at disneyland you would see all of those things if they didn't have those things (sighs) you would be like this isn't disneyland also i think maybe we're getting our age groups confused and that might be like a not having actual kids type of thing what's that well, because, like, I feel like Fortnite isn't being played by three- to five-year-olds. Yeah, And I, I feel it. like this game, you saw three- to five-year-olds mm-hmm. playing Fortnite? You should maybe talk to their parents. I feel like that's this not appropriate. for everybody. Mm, you're, like, killing it's people. Mi- nah, it's not really. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're killing them, and you're stealing their stuff. Anyways, this is not a show about Fortnite. It's America. We're not If you're not going to do that, what else are you going to do? Um, <laughs> Let me finish Did you my feel? Thought. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> So I feel like this game is definitely geared towards very young people, such as the small child I was playing with before we ever thought of doing this podcast. And she just wanted me to go and dance with different characters over and over and over again. At that point, I had no idea what was happening. Didn't know what game we were playing. Six hours in, you still didn't know. Yeah, pretty much. But I just danced with the same princesses over and over again, and she had a blast. So I think it's geared towards more that age group than it is towards well we're not that age group so we gotta talk about how it felt for us to play uh did you feel like it was super propaganda at times oh my god like like when it was like oh you can buy more autograph books from the store and then like sometimes when you were at one point i was like walking by a family and it was like why didn't we come here years ago right and then they're like oh is anybody getting hungry like (laughs) automatically what you do at disneyland is buy food from them (laughs) Yeah, um, it super made me... F- well, first of all, like within 10 minutes of playing it, I was like, oh, man. I want to go to Disneyland. I want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. And I, I That's funny because 10 minutes in, Disneyland. I was like, I've been bugging you to go to Disneyland for 35 years. And... Uh, give or take. <laughs> give or take. And 10 minutes in, I was like, well, Disneyland sucks. So I don't want to go. <laughs> really? That's great. We're off the hook. Um, one thing, so there are, like, you, you're not just wandering around the park. There are actual, like, attractions and rides that you can do. Some of them are literally the worst. And it's, like, you'll go up to, like, a carousel or... Oh, my God. I just got on the carousel, like, half an hour ago. And I was, like, this is a waste of my time. How so, do I get off? So when you go on these, like, smaller rides, like, not the famous rides. When you go on these smaller rides, like a carousel or teacups or whatever... They literally amount to an unskippable cutscene that just shows you sitting in a cart going around in a circle. And then it it's probably for like 45 seconds. And yeah. there's no way to get out of it. It is far too long and it's awful. It is and then awful. at the end of that ride, it's like, do you want to ride again? Why would you do that? Why? <laughs> but then I thought back to Maddie. the What is she, three? Yeah. The three-year-old I was playing with. And I was like, okay, she had me going back to Princess Tiana over and over again to like... Princess Tiana? I think she's the one from the one with the frog and stuff. I don't know. I think it was like after our time. But um, so we're like going back over and over again. And I'm like, okay, so maybe a kid who's playing it by themselves mm-hmm. would want to be on this carousel. But why would, that, why would you then go on a shitty ride like that when you could go on... There are like a bunch, 18 or something... 
of actual attractions that you can go on. And some of those were fun for a couple minutes, actually. Well, I enjoyed some of the, like, challenges. Yeah. Like, the, the, there's, like, a skiing one where you yeah, have to, was, like, ski. So, so anytime s- you're trying to hit the coins, that was fun. So some of the, like, some of the famous Disneyland rides, like, stuff like the Matterhorn and It's a Small World and some Peter Pan one. Yeah. Like, a bunch of them have been converted into, like, actual mini games. And some of them I felt like... Like, for instance, on the Matterhorn, some of them have multiple stages. So, for instance, on the Matterhorn one, the first stage, I believe you're skiing away from uh, an avalanche and there's yetis. And you got to, like, throw snowballs at the yetis and collect as many coins as you can and avoid obstacles and stuff like that. And I, for, like, two or three minutes, this was I was like, this is actually, this is a neat part of this game. But then it, like, it kept going on. Like, I felt like a lot of those attraction pieces were, like, fun for, like, three minutes, but then they took ten minutes. Um, and then like, then you go to the next stage and the next stage is like, oh no, we're getting overrun with yetis and you got to just throw snowballs at the yetis. And I was like, oh cool. For two minutes, this was great. And then 10 minutes go by and I'm still throwing snowballs at the yetis. And then very quickly you realize that there are not really any consequences for just not playing. Um, like in the skiing section, like you can crash into as many things you want and all you do is like your star rating isn't as good at the end, but you still complete it um the star rating all that it really seems to do is you get a pin which is another thing you can collect or buy when you go down to disneyland um yeah it just like you get a silver pin if you did shitty instead of a gold pin uh no you get a bronze pin (laughs) if you did shitty because i've only gotten bronze pins except for on i think a peter pan one i just got a silver and i was like yes um they take too long. Like, the, didn't you feel like that Peter Pan one? Like, you're, like, dodging cannonballs and stuff for, like, hours. It felt like the longest. So it I, felt like as long as you would be in line at Disneyland, for real, it, it took to play these games. So just so you know, the amount of time that we have been playing this game is the amount of time you would wait in line for, like, one ride at Disneyland and maybe one churro. But I have to say that the like the challenges or what do you call them? The mini games. I actually have the quite attractions. Yeah. I've quite enjoyed those. Um, I didn't find the actual, like the ski, the Matterhorn matter. What is that? called? Matterhorn. That one isn't too long. I didn't think, um, I felt like, I think it might be a difference where like, I am more like a small child when I play video games because I don't have, you know, 30 years of experience playing video games. And so it is more challenging for me that lots of times when it helps me out and is a little bit forgiving, I'm like, oh, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't just fail and die automatically. Um, But then there was sometimes when I felt like I was trying, because like there's secret um, Mickey heads. They would just hand them to you. No. Like in the, so the Matterhorn had three uh, sections, like progressive sections. And in the middle one, I was trying to ski into the Mickey heads that are the Oh, and it would just turn you. And it would turn me on like the auto path. And then I was like, well, no, like I'm an adult. I can make my decision to go over here and try to hit this thing, even if I might crash. But it wouldn't let me do that. So that yeah, I found felt, really frustrating. It felt like a lot of them, like the... The auto-steering. The auto-steering would... Because, I mean, if you're a kid and you suck at video games because you haven't played enough Fortnite to be good at video games. Yeah. 
Like, it, yeah, it would just, camera. here's a big curve coming up, and it's like, I want to be on the edge of this, but all of a sudden it would, like, start turning you yeah. way too early. It felt like if you were to play Mario Kart with, with auto, auto steering on. on. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, there needs to be a way to turn this off so that adults can also have fun. Yeah. But most of the time, I didn't notice that, or I appreciated it because it made me suck way less. Hmm. Um, also, I have to say, there, there was two um, of the mini game things that i quite enjoyed i can only remember one of them right now give me a sec did you notice one thing i did think was kind of charming as well is that uh when you went into each attraction you kind of had a different themed outfit on based on that attraction which i thought was kind of neat i did and not some of them that. even had like different art styles like the matterhorn one looked kind of more realistic mm-hmm. and then when you go into like the alice in wonderland one it was all like cell shaded and everything looked very different yes. um i actually thought that was quite neat in that each of the like the attractions at least the ones that i played they were almost unmistakable from each other right um for each other because uh they all looked so vastly different and the art styles were very different yes. and i thought that was actually quite yeah. neat the um it's a small world one. Oh, that one was awful oh i loved that art style immediately oh, the art style was cool like yeah. it's all wooden as soon and as like, you got into yeah. it i was like oh my god i want the whole game to be yeah. like this but it's then the so beautiful were so boring it, the game itself yeah. was boring so I, I felt like a lot of the attractions or a lot of the mini games in general felt like they were built for connect and then just mm. felt so tacked on with controllers like one of them i think it was the unbirthday party in the alice in wonderland one the whole mini game you just mash the A button for 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. And then, like, press Y. And then mash the A button for 10 seconds. Yeah. And then press B. And then... But you do that for, like, six minutes. Like, it just yeah, took that forever. Yeah, too long. And then sometimes like for instance when you sometimes the quests that it gives you will be like oh you need to go take a photo with this character oh and, that's why it wanted me to pose like peter pan's shadow and, i was like i'm not even doing anything i just said yes i want to engage and then it did it automatically and, and yeah, it wasted and rather 45 than, seconds yeah so in these in these instances where you're taking a photo or whatever rather than you um like in a connect you you're supposed to match the pose of the character and that's how you get points or, or coins or whatever but in the like they didn't adapt that part for the controller like you don't like oh move the sticks in the direction of the character's arms or whatever it literally just poses for you and you get a perfect score yeah uh and it's such a waste of time yeah um and then some of them like like the dancing game some of the dancing mini games like the it's a small world one and like one of the princess ones i felt like the like it you you press instead of dancing for real obviously you just press the buttons like the face buttons like a b x y um but it didn't always actually match up to the music like sometimes it just felt like it was just random button presses that were there that didn't actually hit a beat or anything like that oh i didn't pay attention to that at all i was just like just watching the buttons yeah i was just watching the circle get close to the button and i was like okay now okay oh i missed that one the next one oh god which one's next um but Another thing that I really liked when I was playing, I noticed when I was playing the Peter Pan one um, and you're like, have you done the Peter Pan one? Uh, Some of it. When you are, I think it was the first one, you're like flying around with Tinkerbell learning how to fly and you're flying around Big Ben and I just felt like this is what it would feel like to be in a Disney movie. Like you're in this Disney universe and you are controlling your character in a Disney movie. And how magical is that? Especially if you're still a young child who is that engaged. I don't know. Are Disney movies cool for kids these days? Yeah. But like old miniature Michaela would have been so excited about being 
in a Disney movie, mm. right? Like that was a really cool feeling. That's true. Yeah, so I really well, like- and that's that's a good point actually because it gives you like kind of an opportunity at the beginning of the game to design your character a little bit, doesn't it? A little bit. So I was I you get I to choose to between like a few a hairstyles and, and it was like, some hair color. Yeah, but like you could a little bit make it look like like you could be yourself a little bit and. I couldn't, but I tried. <laughs> um, you know, you could be yourself a little bit, and then, yeah, and then you're going into mm-hmm. these, like, wondrous, you know, movie-based lands. Yeah. Um, well, and I know, like, when I was playing with Maddie, she was like, that's, I can't remember what she calls herself, like, Mimi or Meaty or something. Mimi or something. Something like that. Momo? She, no. No. No, that's a scary no. killing one. No. Um, but she was, like, pointing out herself on the screen, and it was so exciting that she was in this Disneyland adventure, right? So, mm-hmm. like, it really it captured her, and she was That's into true. that. Uh, and it seems like, I mean, there is, there's quite a, I don't know if there's that much content in the game, like, to keep you occupied, but there's a lot of stuff to collect in the game to keep you occupied. Yeah. Um, like, just kind of going through the menus, there's, like, um, it was something like a, 200 there's 250 pins that you can collect throughout the, the throughout the park uh autograph like multiple autograph books from all sorts of people um you unlock different clothing options along the way as well um and then of course there's stuff like the achievements and stuff which as i already mentioned i felt like they were kind of ha- like in the first like 20 minutes of playing i had like 100 plus achievement points what just for like achievement points i don't know if i got any you did you did yeah, it's like on the Xbox when it pops up and it's like an achievement unlocked. Oh, like, I think I got like 21. Okay, well, I got a lot for doing nothing. I'm not for literally kidding. like, oh, it was like you hugged and high-fived this person. Here's 20 points. Like, And then I was like, this is the worst. I have <laughs> hugged and high-fived so many people and I am not getting points I hugged that. and high-fived the first person and then nobody else because why? Mm. Why? Why would you? Well, and I feel like I, oh, I just struggle with it telling me what I should be doing and not telling me what I should be doing. Cause I go around and I'm like, okay, I got points for hugging and high-fiving and dancing with that person. So now I'm going to do that with all these other mm. people, but it doesn't actually care. And then it doesn't tell me when I've gotten an autograph from someone. And then certain so people you can get autographs from? Like 45 times. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no collection aspect on that? Well, no, it does. Oh. So when you go into your autograph books, it shows it. It shows but it. But it doesn't tell you when but you go to talk say, to hey, them. But it doesn't say, hey, you've already, already done it. it. I see. And the reason that you can't get some autographs is because you have to go buy the specific autograph book that goes in, like, that that person goes into. So, at first, I only had, like, one or two. Same with photos. Mm. You can only take photos of certain things. That you have the photo book for. Yeah. And so, like, I am a collectible type of person. Did you buy any extra photo books or autograph books? (laughs) How much were they? Because I feel like the game, like, hands you so much money. Yeah. So, you end up with a bunch of money, which is great. I think the... um, I was like, so at first I was like really stingy because I was like, I don't want to spend all my money. And then I'll find that if I go into a different shop, a different type of photograph book will be available to me and I won't have any money. But I think it's like 10,000 or 15,000, depending on which, um, which characters, like the villains one is probably cheaper than the princess one or whatever. Right. Um, And 10,000 sounds like a lot, but actually you have like, like. 300,000 or something or 30,000 regular like the amount that you're spending isn't crazy Mm -hmm. in comparison to how much you're getting back because you get money every time you play the mini games and then you also get money from a bunch of stuff around the park um and I so I have a real real big problem here that I need to talk about 
And I just need you to hear me out because it is ridiculous. So I am quite into collectibles. Like I was like, oh, you can collect shit in this game? Okay, I'm in. I'll play. And I like started, I went and I bought like 40 photograph books and like 40 autograph books. And I was like, yeah, we're collecting all the things. And then I've been going around the park taking pictures. There's all these spots that are like pretty obvious that you need to take pictures And I was so frustrated for so long because you couldn't pose in any of them. Like you're in them, but you can't change your pose at all. And then I discovered that sometimes if you jump, it'll capture your jump. So my goal has been to be jumping in all my photos and I suck at it, but whatever, I'm trying. So just before- you play video games in a very interesting way. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know how to video game. Um... As long as you're having fun. Yeah, well, certain values of fun, I guess, with this game. But today, so I played for like an hour just a little while ago. And in that hour, I had a lot of disappointing revelations. And one of them was that when you go into your photo albums to look at the photos that you've taken, you are not in any of them. So I've been wearing different outfits and getting like, I'm like, yeah, so I'm wearing my Peter Pan outfit when I'm in this one and this one and this one, but I'm wearing my fairy outfit when I'm in this one and this one. And I am not in any of them. All that jumping was for not. It was very disappointing. I'm very disappointed. But you're still going to collect the photos? I'm never fucking playing this game again. (laughs) I like literally almost turned the Xbox off when I discovered that. I was like, fuck you, Disney. Fuck you for doing this to me. How dare you make me run around in my bunny outfit and then not get any photos of me jumping? How dare you? I'm really glad I got that off my chest. I'm glad you got that. I I feel like there would have been a fight brewing and you know, let that one out. Um, Well, like I'm pretty much done with this game for the rest of my life. Uh, So, I mean... You know, is it a must play? Is it a skip? Is it a download if you have small children and otherwise avoid? Or unless you're one of those like adults that likes Disney a little bit too much. Um, but like, would Matt Kelly be challenged? I'm just kidding. There's nothing wrong with adults liking Disney. I was I was ready to like this game, and I do enjoy some of the like what are, mini games. Why do I keep forgetting what they're called? Uh, attractions. Yeah. It's so, an amusement park. Yeah. At amusement park. You have attractions. Okay. I do enjoy some of those. And, like, if I could just go and play some of those, I would. And yeah, even I if I could it, just there collect. There doesn't seem to be, like, a quick menu where it's, like, you can just be, like, well, I want to go on Peter Pan now. Like, I mean, I haven't tried that hard. Well, I looked it. around, but there wasn't. didn't seem like there was any, like, you would have to go and know the. I mean, there's a map. but There's nothing stopping you from getting into them, though. Like, it's not like you have to qualify to be able to get into them. Uh, I did see, like, a lock on something. What? But I don't know if it was an attraction or what. But, I don't think so. Because um, I accidentally <clears throat> went into a a wrong attraction today uh, so so you're saying skip it or what is your so as as a human person who plays video games or not i would say skip it but as somebody who played it with a three-year-old the other day that was super fun and i really it was adorable it. yeah yeah that was and i think adorable. i played with her for like quite a while like maybe almost and then an she hour. went to bed and you kept playing and yeah because you were just really into it yeah, that was pretty fun. I wouldn't be surprised to come home one day and just see you playing the Matterhorn, you know, like. I mean, I could definitely see a little bit. I, I'm i going to say skip, though, because fuck your pictures. I can. They broke my heart. Oh, what if you were like, one, do you think what would your reaction be? So you're a little kid, you're a little girl. Yeah. You're playing this game. You're like, I'm getting my. You're like, look, it's I'm getting me. my Jesse outfit on yeah. so I can go take a picture mm-hmm. with Jesse. And mm-hmm. then. 
a week late, you spend it, you know, mm-hmm. a week later, like, I want to look at my photo. You're not in any of them. Bawling. Yeah. Bawling. Tantrum you, on the floor. You don't stop throwing crying. Throwing my dinner at my mother. Here we go. Here's the, here's what happened. So that's on purpose because then you don't stop crying until your mom takes you to Disneyland for real so you can actually get a picture with Jesse. If I was that three-year-old's mother, I would be like, fuck you, Disney. I'm never going to you because you broke my daughter's heart. But that heart can be mended. With a simple trip to the happiest place on earth. I do feel like they they are selling it. They are selling it. I so I hard. bought tickets yesterday. Well, I don't agree with that. So, uh, okay, are we done? Are we done with this? Do you have anything else to say about Disneyland Adventures for say. Xbox One? I mean, I or think for Xbox no. Three Sixty. <laughs> I think it's mostly a propaganda to sell you Disneyland, and it almost worked on me. <laughs> Until they took away my photos. Mm. But, oh, but one thing I did want to say, um, I loved that you could buy pre-made cosplay from the gift shops. I like immediately bought a fairy costume and was like, oh, I need to go watch this movie because these costumes are great. So in so many ways, they are making me want to buy into more Disney things. Mm. And also, I hate them <laughs> because of the photos. Anyways, so I say skip unless you have small okay. children, then have super lots of fun with them or send them over to our house and I'll have super lots of fun with them. Mm, that sounds weird. Uh, I'm going to skip I mean, as well. if we know. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to skip as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't we figure out what we're playing next week? Let's do it. Hopefully it's okay. something good. Hopefully it's I feel like good. I felt a little torn about this because I was like, yeah, first podcast. But then it was like a weird children's yeah. game and I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're so gonna main rules with, so we have like a randomizer app that I've put every game on Game Pass into. Um, we shake the app. It spits out a game. That's pretty much it. Um, the main rules that we've set for this are that um, if it's like a heavy story-based game, um, you know, for instance, say say with the randomizer spits out Life is Strange before the storm, we would actually go and play Life is Strange the first one instead, um, which I feel like is fair, you know. But that's like our only rule, right? Uh, and, you know, just as in today, we don't talk about our experiences until oh, yeah. we come on the show. So That um, was interesting because so, we live together. So to not tell you about the game I've been pretty, playing all week it's has pretty been tough. weird. We just have been sitting in silence mostly. So. Yeah. Um, Nothing else to talk Would you about. like to do the honors? I would. Okay. Here okay. you go. Just shake it. I don't even know what these letters mean. Moto GP 17. I'm hoping it's a motorcycle game. It is. It is ah, a motorcycle nice. game. Yeah. Okay. What do you do in it? I, we're going to find, find out. out. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the very first episode of Xbox Game Passengers. Uh, and we'll see you all soon with Moto GP 17. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.